Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show, and we've got a busy show for you today. I'm Mark Wiltshire. I'm joined by uh, Keke. Hi, Keke. Terve. By Mark H. Hi, Mark. Hey. And by Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello. We're going to be looking at the uh, international qualifiers for the Hukayat and the Helmarit, both competing to qualify for upcoming World Cup competitions. Um, we're going to look at the recent result for the women's team and look forward to the imminent games for the men's team. And then we're going to turn our attention to the closing stages of the 2021 Fake House season. Um, the regular season's just finished, and this is when the league splits into two uh, for this two final series. Uh, and for each club, we're going to discuss their position and look at what's been going on around them recently and uh, give our judgment on their prospects for the, the, the final position and, and where they're going to be going into to next season. But I thought before we get stuck into the, the, the meat of the show, um, we've got a few shout outs. Um, Rich, you met somebody recently in the UK you wanted to give a shout out to. Uh, yeah, um, Keith Littler, so the, the other Keith, who say, um, yeah, he's, um, we met at the Finnish school in Kingston and uh, he's got a daughter who shares a, a Finnish name with mine and uh, he's planning on moving over to your neck of the woods-ish in the, the coming months. We had, we had a little chat and uh, yeah, he's a listener to the podcast and hello Keith and uh, I'll see you in the cafe on Saturday. Another escapee from Boris's Brexit Britain. Keith, you're welcome over here. You've uh, we, We've connected online as well, so you know where to find me. Um, we also had a, a, another donation recently uh, to the Buy Me A Coffee page. Yeah, uh, Yusso, who um, after, I think he ribbed about my, uh, as we talked in one of the previous episodes, that I posted a picture of my television online, which is, I think, 11 or 12 years old. And uh, someone helpfully said, buy new telly. Uh, so he sent very nicely sent three beers uh, towards the telly fund, which uh, in actual fact is going to come out and pay for the Zoom that we use to record these podcasts. Right, okay, fair enough. Well, that's, <laughs> what it's, that's what it's for. So that's, that's yes. good. Running so, costs rather than rather than your household appliances. Yeah, but uh, if, uh, if Hannah comes down and sees me putting a boot in the TV, you know why it's because I'm so desperate for a new one. Uh, good anybody, on you, if, you if, thanks. If, if anybody else wants to donate just three beers to the group, you have to nominate the person you don't want to get the beer. <laughs> yeah, there are four of us. There are four, so that would be that would be uh, fairer, I think. Mm. Um, I, I've got a shout out as well because I I heard that we've got a listener called Yona. Now his uh, his mum is a friend of mine and a, and a, and do some work with her, and she told me that Yona listens to to the show. Um, and then has to give his mum a summary of what's what we've been talking about in each episode. So I hope that you're listening carefully, Yorna, and that you uh, and that you <laughs> you you give her the update tomorrow, Keith. While we're on shout outs, I just want to um, give a, give a nod to Hannah Linquist, who became our 500 follower over on our Instagram page there. So um, yeah. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the click, Hannah, and um, yeah, I hope you're enjoying all the content over there. So yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good stuff over there. You've grown that grown that quite nicely in quite well, a short space of time. 
we're on 502 now, but I thought we'd give Hannah a shout at being number 500. So yeah, that go. sounds that sounds good. Let's see who can be number 600, and how quickly we can get there as well. Right, how about if we crack on with the show proper? There's the referee's whistle, and I thought we'd kick off the first half just by looking a little bit at the uh, at the Hukia squad the men's national team uh, to play games against Ukraine and Kazakhstan in about 10 days time. I think they, they, the first game is. So there was a little bit of uh, excitement in our WhatsApp group earlier when you saw the, saw the teams. Um, maybe Mark, if you want to just take us through the, the sort of goalkeeper and, uh, and defense and, and any sort of significant ins and outs. Yeah, well, I mean, the keepers the keepers remain pretty much the same. Sacco Eriksson is 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 back in, which is good because he's in good form uh, for his club. He joins uh, Jesse Aronen and Lukas Rudetsky. Did I did I get the Sacco? Sacco. Yeah, Eriksson I mean, right? I was just chuckling at the good form. It's actually um, it's unbelievable what that fella is up to at the moment. I think yeah. it's like including his um his international appearance in which he saved that penalty. What's it? He's into. Is it eight, seven, or eight clean yeah, sheets in a row? Eight, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I'm no mathematician, but that's loads of hours of uh, not conceding a goal. <laughs> it's at least eight. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 actually, he's another. He's another uh, handsome goalie to add to you. Add to your uh, wall of fame, there, Keke. Your your goalkeeper thing that we were talking about before we recorded. That's it. That's it. More on that later. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he's a he, he's he's a cracking bloke as well, Sako. He um, he's another one of our Instagram followers, and we've had a little bit of uh, interaction with him over there. And um, yeah, he's he's a he's a cracking chap, and really pleased for him getting in the squad, and and um, and really pleased that he's what he's doing there for his for his club, uh, Mialabu, Malabu, Malabu in Sweden. Hmm. What about the rest of the defence, Mark? Uh, uh, well, depending on on how he plays, Ilmarin Niskanen's back. So I mean, he's like previously he was a, he was a winger and he got sort of adapted to that wing back mm. role in the in the three five two. He's been in good form for Dundee. Got an assist against Celtic at the weekend, which I'm sure would have uh, would have pleased Keke. Um, so yeah, so he's he's back in. Um, uh, who else has come back in? I think uh, Robin Ludd's back from from injury, and then also. Uh, uh, who else came in? Oh, Grandland came back in at Albert the back, Grandland, and Oyala. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Grandland and Oyala. That's right. That's right. So you, so Grandland's great to see back because you know he's a, he's a sort of traditional fullback, wing back, wing back, and I like the look of him. I was sort of afraid for the last the last couple of uh, squads because he's he's not been featured. And Yuhani Oyala, it's good to see back because he obviously had a bit of drama. When uh, when he didn't get picked in the in the Euro squad and his form for Motherwell, Motherwell. that's yeah. right, Whew. yeah, has been really good. He scored goals, like he's, he's he's keeping clean sheets. He's doing well, and it, what it shows is that um, whatever drama there was before doesn't matter because he's been playing well. So he's back in the squad, which is uh, which is great great to see. Who, who was also, left out of the defense? It was surprising. Well, in terms of surprise, I mean, Daniel O'Shaughnessy's injured. Uh, Yere Urnan's injured as well. Mm. So, I mean, they're starters. So mm. they're, they're a big loss. Um, and you've got Purusori 
is I don't think he's injured because he's still without a club, and I guess th- th- there's only so much slack he's going to get if he's not playing regularly. He was in the last squad uh, after he left his club, but again, this is another sort of five weeks down the line of, of no match sharpness, so mm-hmm. uh, it's natural for him. And uh, Tim Sparv, he's not been named in the squad, but I think there's a, a suggestion that uh, if he can prove his fitness, because he's he's I, he got an injury, I think it was against. Fenerbahce was yeah. it him he got taken off early and he he never he hasn't really recovered he has played a couple of games for Hoy for since but he's not looking very sharp um so there's a, a suggestion he might be called up if if things go well but Rasmus Schuller is banned for the uh, Ukraine match so there'll obviously have to be a bit of jiggery pokery there because if Sparv's not there as well and mm. um although as we saw in the France game he might just name three attacking midfielders instead and go that way so <laughs> Okay, what did you think about the the sort of midfield and and forward line? Any any notable ins and outs? Well, it's good to see Robin Ludd back. Of course, um, scored uh, what was it in the first minute for Minnesota United the other day? And um, yeah, you know, we all know how good he is at what he can create little moments of magic. And um, yeah, so it's just fantastic to see to see him back in the squad. Um, yeah, Oni Valakari playing well. Scoring, scoring again in um, in Cyprus for Paphos. Um, yeah, that little that little AC Milan rumor didn't quite come to fruition just yet, but we'll uh, we'll see what happens when another transfer window opens. But yeah, he's play, playing well for for Paphos there. So good to see him in the squad. He's um, waiting for an even bigger club, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got um, not, not Spurs. No, no, bigger club. Yeah. Kai Karinen and um, and Nisela are, are still mm. there, so. Um, so yeah, Nisolo, who we spoke about last time, is is really actually really impressed for uh, on uh, for the Finland team there, and um, yeah, he's he's kept his place in the squad. So yeah, I think it's a a decent decent looking midfield, as as Mark said, um, Ilmari Niskanen, he's um, yeah got that got that assist against Celtic for Dundee United the other day, and um, yeah, nice to see him sort of come back in in from the cold after he's. Little little nightmare in Germany, I suppose. He's gone up to gone up to Scotland there, straight into the side and producing the goods, and straight back into the national team. So I, I was a bit worried about him actually. Just, like he had those two games. I think he he scored did he in his debut or in his second game, and it looked quite exciting for him because he'd done it coming from a Vakehouse Liga team, a bit like Nisila has now, and then and then he moved, and then he was out. And all, when all the all the fun and games of the Euros was going on, he was he was nowhere to be seen. So it is good to see that if players are playing at the right level and playing well, then Vive is quite quite happy to bring him back in. There's um, there's quite a bit of creativity in that midfield as well. I mean, you've got um, Kamara's there, Rasmus Schuller's there. Both of those guys, well, you know, Rangers are sitting top of the league and they're winning games. It's um, they're not winning them spectacularly, but uh, but yeah, Glenn Kamara's doing his thing. Rasmus Schuller sitting top of the league in the all Sven scan with Jurgården, and um, who's and I mean Rade is regularly getting eights and nines out of ten for for Jurgården in 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 that league, and um, so yeah, he puts a bit of puts a bit of bite into into that midfield, and then you have got the, the sort of the creative players. So it's um, yeah, looks looks pretty good. Yeah, and also it looks good because there's there's new players coming in there. Isn't it like like Nisila has come in fairly recently? Valakari has come in in the last year, and are bringing that creativity there. And they seem brave enough to just go for it as well. 
Mark? Yeah, they yeah they do, and and I, I mean I think um, it, it's good to see that you got young players coming in. It's also good to see like so. I mean, I was actually a bit worried about about Marcus Force because since Brentford have come into the Premier League, he's, he's sort of struggled to get minutes. Ivan Tony has looked really good up front for the for Brentford, um, but then in the in the League Cup, in was it this week or last week? I guess it was last, last week. week. Yeah. He knocked in four. Uh, to put them through so and he looked he looked really sort of sharp and ravenous so it's really good to have to have him him back in the side because as well Yolle's got I think he picked up a bit of a knock uh, after he kind of moved on, on his loan and Teme uh, book is looking forlorn at Norwich because he's not getting the ball they're all looking forlorn at Norwich that's just the look <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair it's fair to say but it but yeah but we've got young young guys who can provide options and if you look at Nisila, uh, Niskanen, Force, you know, on the pitch for their clubs, they're actually, you know, they're taking the chances when they're getting them. So Group D at the moment is, is sitting with France at the top on 12 points from six. And second, Ukraine, five from five. Third, Finland with five from four. Fourth is Bosnia-Herzegovina with three from four. And at the bottom is Kazakhstan with three points from five games it's so tight we talked about this last time so every every game matters and there's now uh, for Finland four more games between now and uh, and November so it's uh, everything's there still to play for um, and just for the upcoming two fixtures so on the 9th that's Saturday the 9th um, of October is Finland at home against Ukraine in the Olympia Stadion at 7 PM kickoff finish time, which is lovely. I, I do like these five o'clock and seven o'clock because you know I don't have to try to stay awake quite so late. And, and then on Tuesday the twelfth, it's um, away to Kazakhstan and the Astana Arena. Uh, that's at eight o'clock finish time, so that's quite nice as well. I like that. Okay, he dies, but we need six points. Yeah, but 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 the thing is apart from France, all four teams will be saying the same thing. They'll all be trying to win it and all expecting they can win, but knowing they've got a challenge against them. So uh, I think it should be should be fun. Looking forward to it. Okay, let's... Um, I think the... Oh, sorry. No, no, go on. Um, I think the, the Ukraine game, they've said that they're looking to sell 20,000 tickets hmm. for the match. So, um, I mean, that'll be the biggest home... Att- well, assuming they get anywhere near that, that should be the biggest home attendance for a Finland game in what, six, seven years, mm. I guess, uh, certainly since it, the, the stadium closed down. And uh, yeah, that Ukraine game is massive because I think if you can get three points off them, I think if, but um, yeah, going into that, I mean, they've drawn every game so far um, and that would just give a little bit of both a confidence boost and a bit of a breather as well. So fingers crossed. Let's, um, Keke's been been following a bit of, of the women's football recently and uh, I think all of you three watched the the most recent game for the Helmerit. So this is Women's World Cup 2023 qualifiers. The, the finals are played in Australia and New Zealand in 2023. Um, there's nine, nine host cities, eight in Australia, one in New Zealand. Uh, and the qualifiers just just started. So the game that was played last week was the first was the first game for Finland, and they they go they go for the whole the year round till 
September 2022. Um, there's three groups of five teams, six groups of six teams in the qualifiers, and Finland is in Group A, which is one of the, the groups of five. Um, I'm going to shut up and let you three talk about the about the game last week. Yeah, I mean, the um, it was an absolute cracker, to be honest. Mm. The, um, yeah, the girls kicked off their campaign down there in, in Turku and uh, came away with a, uh, a 2-1 win. But um, to be fair, I think I think the um, the scoreline was a bit a bit a bit flattering for um, for Slovakia because I mean Slovakia did score a bit of a, a bit of a wonder goal, but I, I don't think at any point the um, the Helmerit weren't in control of the game. I mean um, they opened the scoring on 37 minutes. Uh, Adelina Engman scored with an absolute belter, just a, a, a rocket which nobody was keeping out, and um, and yeah, it was uh, it just sort of just sort of went from there to. The second goal came about with some fantastic play from Sunny Francis. She was mm. she was really strong, putting a fantastic cross. And um, Ria Erling, who's been playing well for FC Rosengood, just uh, nodded nodded the ball back across the across the keeper and into the net. So um, yeah, it was a it was a it was a great performance. There there was um, obviously Slovakia got their goal, and then on on seventy seven minutes there was a bit of a bit of a a dodgy, some dodgy play at the back, but uh, Natalia um, Guica sort of put in a, a, a an excellent tackle just to to rescue that situation, and um, yeah, and that was that was pretty much job done, done and dusted. Um, Amanda Ranta then came on late into the game and had a had a, a her own thunderous shot that cannoned. Um, I don't know if it was the bar or the or the post now, but yeah, yeah cannoned off the woodwork on um, on eighty seven minutes, which would have. You know, you'd have had you'd have, you'd have been tough to pick the goal of the game for either Engman's opener or or Rantman's one if that had gone in. But um, but yeah, it was a I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. I don't know about you two, Mark and Rich. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was. I mean, it's fantastic. We had we had the lion's share of the possession, so I mean, it was um, it was all us. But we 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 create and we created quite a lot of chances. The Slovakians just sort of set sat deep. And I actually got a bit worried on uh, when when they when they equalised because it was uh, I mean it was a hell of a goal so it was a nice individual goal they found space down the right cut inside and then looped across uh, a shot into the sort of far top corner an absolute perler but up until then Slovakia had offered really really little I also uh, Natalia Kuyka was in my she was in my notes as well because she she put in a fantastic display at at, uh, at, at centre back she was really strong in the tackle and sort of commanding back there but as soon as as soon as finland conceded you know it was i think it was it was less than five minutes later that we got the we got back in front because we just sort of found another gear so i thought it was really yeah i thought it was a really really entertaining game a lot of a lot of good quality a lot of good finishes in, in the goals and it was a real shame for for rantan and that because the keeper came out scruffed the clearance so she turned and swiveled and then knocked it from about probably about 40 yards like towards the empty net and it just bounced like bounced back off the bar. So I was, it was one of those where you're off your seat and you're just begging for it to drop in. But, um, but it was, a, it was a really impressive performance. I thought, I thought it was really solid. What I've been noticing by looking at the, at the fixtures is they seem to have been scheduled away from the, from the men's game. So we've got men's games coming up in 10 days time, but the next, game for the women is in three weeks time so mm. and 
and they're a little bit spread out as well. Okay, the next the next time, 21st of October is uh, Finland are away to Georgia. That kicks off at 7 p.m. finish time. And then five days later on the 26th of October, they're at home to Ireland. That kicks off at 6.15. Um, but there's not these kind of triple headers or, you know, two qualifiers and a friendly. And they're, and they're spaced out with with away from other games. So it's quite possible for to make the time to, uh, to check out some of these games. And I'm going to be a little bit more diligent next time the games come around. Um, I think that's a deliberate thing from, from UEFA and FIFA to, while they, they want to boost the profile of the women's game, it is keeping it separate enough that there's no competition there. And I guess the, the way the competitions are scheduled and obviously COVID has, has affected that. And that's why the Euro has been pushed back a year. But, um, you know, it's, it's nice that there was a good turnout at the game last week and, and there is a lot of interest. I mean, the draw for the finals of the Euros are going to be, I think it's the 28th of October up in Manchester. So we'll be uh, doing a little bit about that because Finland are in there. I think it's their fourth appearance at the tournament. So that'll be a nice thing for next summer that the uh, the women's team will have. And, and hopefully by then they'll be in, say, contention for uh, for this group because as you said the, the the qualification for it's it's a bit of a strange one because the group winners go through and then the second place go into this lottery of a competition with where is it in like the men's game for example they'll just play off against another European team here they all get chucked into a pot and they might end up playing someone from Oceania or Asia or South America oh, or something for these last spots it's, it's a bit weird but interesting I mean, it mixes it up a little bit so We'll follow that one with interest. But yeah, I mean, Sweden are the big team in the group and they came second in the Olympics recently. So uh, obviously uh, they'll be the big challenge and uh, I guess the game away to them is the end of November. So yeah, that'll be a big test. The Swedes only edged it past Slovakia, who I think I think we were really comfortable against. And then the other teams in the group are Georgia, who were, who were there to be basically beaten about. Slovakia, who I think we made light work of, and then the Republic of Ireland. Um, you've yet yet to play, but also shouldn't really offer that much of a of a challenge. So at least we get into that that we'd be expecting to get into the second round. But I do think, I mean, you never know. It's always nice to play the old enemy to to have, have a crack at Sweden and see if we can pip them off their perch. Yeah, and this group group A, it's a bit early at the moment because Republic of Ireland haven't even played a game. Um, but Sweden are sitting at the top with two wins from two, six points. Finland second with three from one. Ireland uh, are doing quite well. They've got zero from zero. Um, and then Slovakia and Georgia are, are both on, on zero points as well. So not, not really too much you can read into that at the moment. But by, like you say, by the end of the year, um, by the end of the year, we would have played everyone once and that gives, that gives some more indication. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I think one one thing we can definitely say about the, this Helmerick squad is similar to the Hulkia is that the team spirit's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I'm just getting totally suckered in by the uh, the media team over there at Palolito, or you know what? But um, but yeah, it's uh, you know the, the all the girls are playing for some of the some of the top clubs. I mean, um, Sunny France did there. She's at Real Sociedad in Spain. Our um, our old friend Paula Mulia has just signed for um, Espanol in um, in Spain as well. So um, yeah, they're 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 playing for some top clubs. Um, Tini Corpola's at Tottenham. Uh, I actually took the kids to go and see them last weekend, and um, 
yeah, they, they, they were lucky enough to have a, have a little chat with, with Tinny. So that was fantastic. And um, yeah, our, our, our other previous guest, Emma Koivistos, she's in England as well with, with Brighton and Hove Albion. So yeah, all the girls are playing in some top leagues and uh, yeah, we obviously wish them well for this qualification. It's just, it's a bit weird how we haven't got their, the last tournament they qualified for out of the way before we're already trying to qualify for the next one. So that's an interesting one. But as, as Rich said, the, the draw for that will be held soon and um yeah, we'll be we'll be trying to get some tickets for those games, I'm sure. Very good. Okay, I think it's it's just about half time. So there's the referee's whistle, and let's do a bit of bit of selling. Bear with me one second. Oh, hello. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought I just thought rather than talking about it, we'd just have a little show and tell. And I've gone for the shirt that I'm wearing. Today, the uh, Finnish Football Show national team's logo with this uh, owl of indeterminate breed and the Finnish Football Show logo on there. The prices are, are up at full price at the moment. I think we've explained before, this is not our doing. It's the uh, it's the way that tpublic.com works. They set the prices. We put the designs there and they get printed to order. So we've still got all the different um team colors shirts as well as the uh, as the national team shirt there this is blue with white logo there's also white with a blue logo and and also there's loads of different shirts like you can try you can select many different types of okay they're all t-shirts let's see if for, for, for the next gener for the next generation can i uh, propose the slogan indeterminate breed for the <laughs> <laughs> um, so you you get a lot of variety there you and and you can choose a, you can choose your style you can choose the color and you know there's a variety of different logos and the show makes a little bit of a cut from each t-shirt sold so if you want to support us and get something for it then finish uh, tpublic.com and then search for the for the finished football show uh, you'll find links Wherever you're watching or listening, just look at your phone and uh, you'll see a link just down below for the for the store. And uh, Rich, maybe you can tell us a little bit about buymeacoffee.com. Um, yeah, so Buy Me A Coffee is a one-off contribution where some uh, very nice people have chucked us a few euros towards, uh, well, not my tally, but uh, the running cost of the podcast and the website and, and things like that. The uh, See, some of our outgoings include web hosting, Zoom, uh, and stuff. And, and yeah, it's, it's nice. You know, we we did debate doing a Patreon with bonus content and stuff, but we don't want people being in, you know, sort of segregation. And that. but it's um, yeah, we're, we're in a position where you know some generous people have, have really made a big difference, and and uh, yeah, many thanks to those who, who've contributed and and also paid for the far bit of me and Keke at the Denmark game. <laughs> Say so what, Mark? We we didn't we we had a night out in this summer. We didn't dip into the party coffers, did we? No, I think you kept your hands firmly in your pocket, if I remember rightly. <laughs> what is this? The Scottish football show? Come on, <laughs> slanderous behaviour. Um, on that note, let's have our regular halftime feature. Do we have a a, a sippily this week, Mark? We do, yeah, we, we do, right. So this week, I think I'll go for Valley Geister, which is Valley, Valley Geister. There you go, you got to get that right. Uh, which is technically, it means 
space uh, lane. That's that's a terrible translation, but it's the bit of the pitch between the wing and the center. In 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 your boffin football boffin terms, it's called the half space in in English, and it's the bit. It's like the channel basically between the middle of the pitch and the wing. So if you're going to make a lappy suerta, go back. I'm sure we did that a couple <laughs> of episodes ago. Then uh, if you're going to make a through ball from the midfield to the forward line, you're generally, generally going to put it into the channel. That's the Valley Keister. There you go. Nice. Very good. And uh, if you want to see how that's spelt properly, then you can have a look in the show notes. I'll be making sure that Mark <laughs> checks my work before I publish it. Um, Let's crack on with the second half. There's the whistle. And we're going to look at the at the Bakehouse Liga. So let me give you, first of all, a little update what's what's going on. At this stage, the Bakehouse Liga splits. So over the last few weeks, teams have been sort of playing to get that to get that that final position after 22 regular games. And now that the table splits, the top six play in the Mestarusaria, the champion series, and the, the bottom six play in the Hastiasaria, the challenger series. I'm not quite sure what they're challenging for, to be honest with you, but it's better than saying... Avoiding the, relegation. Yeah, basically better than saying the relegation series, I suppose. But, the, but then in, in um, the, when this league format was in someone's brain, um, the seventh place team was would participate in the European playoffs. There was um, something like that a couple of years yeah, ago, wasn't so there? So that, that was mm. when it first came out, the, the incentive to finish top of that group was that you go into the European playoffs. Um, but seeing as they're not doing those playoffs this year, um, it is just being Stay in the, division. the tallest midget, really, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's, true, it's true, yeah. Um, so that what happens now is that the, the top six all play each other one more time. So that's five more games for each team. And the season then ends after 27 games are played. And remind me, Rich, is it so that even if the team that, that finishes seventh um, has more points than the team that finishes sixth, it doesn't really change the, the, the table um, at the end of the year? Yeah. So effectively now there's two divisions. Yes. Um, okay. So, yeah, so it's very likely that the team who finished seventh will have more points than probably two or three of the teams above them because that's the way it's gone. Um, it was actually quite close at the end of the season. I think um, the, the points totals, in fact, at the time of recording, there's still one game to be played mm. in the main. So it doesn't impact who's in which group, but it does. I think if you're in the top three of the six, you get three home games of the five which is why a hacker are playing tomorrow. They've, they've got that bonus, but um, yeah, they've, so they've done the fixtures for the top six at the time of recording. And they've given us the very tantalizing prospect of cups against Hoiko on the final day of the season on Halloween. So spooky. Nice. but it's um, yeah, it's nice. Cause I think that I'm not sure. I mean, in, in a lot of the big countries in Europe, they try to avoid these title deciders for, for obvious reasons, but here, I think, was it two years ago when Cups won the title and they went to Inter on the final day of the season and mm. um, both teams could, in theory, still win the title? Um, I mean, Inter needed to win by a stupid amount, I think, or something like that. But this, as it stands, I mean, uh, Cups are leading on goal difference as we go into the new the second part of the season. So 
with five rounds to go. I mean, Hoyka are in really dreadful form um, and Cups, after a mixed start, really got going. I think they won something like 13 out of 15 games or something like that. So, um, yeah, if, if, if they're still in fighting distance on the last day of the season, it's going to be a really, really big game. Let's let's go through the the, the Vegas League table um, from from one to twelve, uh, and just you know talk a, talk a little bit about um, where each team currently is, um, what's been going on there lately, and what we think of their prospects for the uh, for the rest of the season. And Mark suggested that we give each team a a one word prognosis for the rest of the season. Um, and I'm going to start with, in first place, Coops. And I'm going to ask the question that um, that came to my mind on Saturday afternoon when I when I saw that they were first is, how did that happen, Rich? Because I, as far as I'm concerned, a, a few weeks ago, maybe longer, Hoi Core were like six or eight points clear. More than that. Right. Yeah. So, so answer my question. How did that happen? Uh, um, in one word, Simo. <laughs> it's um, it's it's a difficult one because Hoiko have clearly and, and you know I mean they'll admit it been focusing on on Europe, um, getting into well now the Conference League, but um, their form domestically has been toilet. Um, I think they've now gone three home games without scoring. Uh, they've lost their last two. Um, they've had injuries and and personnel changes and, and things like that, but. You know, they've not really had the major problems. They're just literally in a really, really bad run of form. And Cups, they started the season uh, mediocre. They they won some games. They lost some games they should have won. Um, but really, once they got going, um, their form has been excellent. And, and Europe didn't distract them, albeit they, they got knocked out in the playoff round. But um, they've been excellent. And they've lost two of their key players in the last few weeks as well in... Um, in Rangel and uh, Boateng. So, you know, they're adjusting to that well. Obviously, we've talked about Nisila, who's been in absolutely fantastic form. Uh, our WhatsApp group, we had a joke about Tim Varon and signing for him. He's weighed in with a few goals and obviously the, the 96-minute winner against Honka last week, um, which was really vital. So, I mean, to be honest, it, I mean, Hoyka had a massive lead at one point. I think it was double figures. Okay. Um, when we're talking sort of end, end of July, early August, it was mm. double figures. So, yeah, that, I mean, it, uh, admittedly, a lot of it is their poor form. But Cooks have been winning and winning and winning. And, yeah, I mean, they drew their final game. But, yeah, they're top on goal difference now. All right, I, I'm not going to let you give a give the one-word prognosis for Cooks. Mark, what do you think? What's your one word for Cooks? Uh, for Cooks? Coopset. <laughs> it comes back every year. They're always, they always, they always, they always bring a surprise on you. I think. I mean, I actually don't think. I think Coops are doing really well, but I don't think this is about Coops really. I think, I think, I think it was eleven points at its biggest. The, the gap from Hoyiko, and they've they've invested so much in trying to make a dent in this Europa Conference League, and they got they got absolutely drubbed by Fenerbahce, and and they were a bit unlucky against Lask, but but were never also really kind of in the game. They never got really within swinging distance. And then around those games, they got, they, they met Hifke, which is, it's never like, if you're not on a good, oh yeah, oh, we've got, not Hifke. I have to, I have to pay the fine now. Okay. <laughs> so hang on, let me do the shot. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. So they played, they played in the derby against Oivko. 
and uh, that's that, that's not a team you want to play if you're not focused. That, that, that that's not a game you want. And then and then um, yeah, they've so they've they've just they've struggled really to score goals. And last weekend it was against Inter. They were in the game. They kind of created a fair amount. Um, but then I think it was a Yanis Axelap mistake that led to the penalty that led to uh, Petteri Forsell grabbing his is the, the only goal of the game. Um, but they've really struggled to sort of find a rhythm for you go. And I think I think when if you look at the top of the table, I mean Coops are Coops are a good, good, really good team. Simo's a really good manager. It's good to see Tim Vauren scoring goals again. But I do think this is more about Hoiko just losing the plot. Go on then, Rich, what words to sum up Hoiko? Uh, I'd say Devon Lock would that translate into Finnish? Uh, so like falling at the final hurdle. Yeah, I mean, okay. again, final hurdle. There's still five games to go, but yeah, they've really. I mean, they they should have had the title wrapped up by now. Um, in third place is Inter on 39 points. Um, looking at the at the top goal scoring um, charts, they've um, they've got two players. In the top ten, I don't know if anyone's noticed this. Is it a particularly low-scoring season, or there's not? Like, I was looking at the the top scorers, and and last year, Rope Risky, after the, just 22 games last year, um, had 16 goals. Hmm. This year, it's uh, Benjamin Chalman at Inter after 22 games with 10 goals, um, which means that somehow Asikura got two players in the top six. <laughs> Uh, but they're all in single figures, other than other than Chalman. Yeah, I mean Chalman doesn't really play. He's not like an out and out striker either. He sort of sits either in the hole, drops off, or plays sort of attack in midfield. So I mean, um, uh, yeah, it is, it is an odd season. Again, I, I think I think that that speaks a bit to to Hoyuko being absent. I think Jervis is a he's a striker, right? He plays like out. He's out kind of top. wide right of three up front. So there's that, normally normally uh, Tuko in the middle. Or or another striker. Yeah, so that's um, that. Yeah, that's that's sort of the weird thing, which is that if I look at that top scorer list, there's not really a striker in there. Like, because the next one's Nisila. Mm, mm, you know, like it, you know, what I mean, and it's it's yeah, it's it's a very, it's been a very odd season in that in that respect. For for Rope in particular, he's not getting a lot of the service, and then he's not playing ninety minutes every week because he's mm. being rested and taken off for European games. Keke. Yeah, I was just going to say about um, Inter Turco. I think, obviously, they're, I think it's 10, 10 or so points. They're sitting behind the, the top two. But um, I don't know I don't know what it takes. I mean, I watched them. Admittedly, it was against Arce Olo, but they um, they looked they looked absolutely frightening. I mean, the, the, the front three all found the net. You had Petri Forsell, Timo Furuholm, and, um, and, yeah, Chalman all chipped in with goals. Uh, and then Oyala got the got the got the other one. They, they beat them four nil, and they they look so exciting. But you know, it's just that they seem to that that third place seems to be their sort of home. And I don't know, I don't know what it what it's going to take for them to try and crack into that into that top two. I, I do think they're an exciting side. I do think they're they're you know they're, they're doing their best to to push it. But I don't know <laughs> it must maybe Mister. Um, Walkins just needs to uh, spend a bit more dough. I don't know what, what, what it is. But, maybe uh, it's maybe it's inconsistency, Keke. Similar to they've got a similar record to Asikor, who are in fourth and thirty-seven. They both lost seven right. games. They've lost a third of their games. 
Mark. I have I have I have a pretty convincing they need a centre back. They just one like word, one word that's, yeah, center back. <laughs> center back. Is that one that's still one that's one word, right? Slam them together. No, but I mean they're really good going forward. They've got a lot of players that I really, really like. They 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 always pose a threat, but they, they leak goals like I mean, stupid goals. Like you wouldn't I think they were I mean, look, they were two 0 down against Asico inside of what twenty minutes mm, when there was mm. when nobody was supporting Asico. Like it, it, they concede goals for like for fun. It drips in. So I think it, it's it's mainly just defensive, the defensive shape. I was going to say if, if you know again it's one is easy to say if Fossell had been there for the season because they, they have been playing well but again like like Mark said I mean there's only so much he can do I mean he's not going to track back he's doesn't look like a footballer at all and yet he's come in and, and made them even more potent up front but yeah they just seem Anan still playing in the midfield yeah you know I mean, he was a high core sort of reject sort of five or six years ago now I think but it's um he's yeah it's one of those that they perhaps that is they need a bit of an overhaul and you know maybe they they might have the next answer in their in their reserves or youth team or something but it's just it's trying to get that blend right that most teams seem to struggle with they one of the club uh, sorry Henrik in goals reached the ripe old age of 36 i think it is today yeah. as well so yeah. um mm. yeah he's a uh, while while he, he's still there doing a bit of a job he, I, I suppose he's no spring chicken so i suppose um yeah it might uh, yeah, at 36, <laughs> says the geezer in his mid 40s. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. Um, I'm sadly I'm no longer in my mid 40s. I think I've slipped into late late 40s. So no, it's um, no I'm just either. yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I think looking at as I mentioned, Asikor in fourth, 37 points. Um, the word has to be inconsistent. Last three games. They drew 2-2 with Inter, which when you're 2-0 up, feels like a loss. Like, you know, it, it feels like you, you've thrown it away. Then a few days later to lose 4-0 away to Hucker uh, with, with a changed team and whatever, but, but whatever, it doesn't matter. And then at the weekend to win 4-1 at home to Lati, who we never beat. I mean, it's just all over the place. And... And so I'd say the word is inconsistent. And I think we've done more than enough talking about off the field incidents at Ashley Corps. So if you don't, if you don't know what we're talking about, just listen to the previous couple of our previous episode or, or find the six minute video that, that got me in all the local papers around here. So I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Thanks very much. Let's move on to fifth place, uh, Hoy F Corps. And I reckon the best summary of this comes from the manager of Hoy Efko, uh, Joaquin Gomez, who posted on Facebook a couple of days ago. He said, what a journey and an achievement for this group of people, everyone at the club, players, staff, club, fans. Top six place secured with one game of the regular season still to play. Already the best position for this club in 50 years. Still got six games to play, and we're in with an opportunity to fight for Europe. Kind of says it all, really, doesn't it? Um, is that kind of potential that has got him linked potentially with coming back to Ashley next season? I think so. I mean, a lot of oh, sorry, I was just going to say all that just makes me even more sad that he won't be there next year. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's fair. Like he's he's done he's done such a fantastic job, and. Um, and yeah, and and, and Hoy F Corps are going to find themselves looking for 
looking for a new manager. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Is the I, I don't I don't know if we like using this word or whatever, but is the is the project completed there? Do you know what I mean? Is I I thought that side had, had really had the makings of you know they've is it a gate crashing? They've gate crashed the top six, like mm. he says, it's their best finish for fifty years. They they've got five or six games left to see how they can finish in that in that top division of the of the league, and um, yeah, and then. Come come next next season, it's it's start all over again, I suppose. Uh, hopefully, you know all the work that he has done won't just won't just disappear in a cloud of smoke when he when he goes down the road. But um, but yeah, I don't know. Just makes me a bit tinged with a little bit of sadness knowing what we know that he he won't be there. But yeah, and. Um, Go, go on, Rich. Yeah, no, I was just to say that the way their season's gone is is they did what a team in their position should be doing, is that beating the teams below them. Um, their record against the teams in the bottom six is is really, really good. Um, they, they, yeah, it's an interesting blend of players they've got. They had some players who were there before. Um, they've got a few, I think, a couple of like Spanish speaking who played in like the pub teams of Real Madrid's sort of members bar or something and come in there and um, a couple of young British players as well. We've got Callum Ward, the goalkeeper's done really, really well. Um, I'm not just saying that because I know his dad listens to the show, but he's kept some really big clean sheets. Um, and Jake Dunwoody, I think, who was a Northern Ireland under 21 international, he's got stuck in as well. He's won a few uh, um, points for them. They've got and, the third best defensive record, Rich. Yeah. Goals conceded 21. Only better than that is Hoyigor and Coops at the top. Yeah. And you know, we 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 jested at the time that they'd signed Kai Kamara, um, the MLS legend, but he scored five goals in mm. in eight games. I think from a combined distance of about six feet. Um, <laughs> you know, their, their tactic to him was very blatantly obvious, and it worked. It was get the ball in a, inside the six yard box, and he'd be on the end of it, and he did really well with that. Um, again, thirty seven now, so um, young and sprightly and youthful. Uh, he looks it. It looks in really good, Nick. But um, yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see where that goes next year because um, I'm not sure the state of what's a loan player and contracts and yeah. stuff and how much of that squad will remain. But yeah, the manager's gone there and done really well. And um, yeah, it's a shame he's only been there for a season. In sixth sixth place is Ilves. Uh, same same points as Hoy Core at the moment, although, of course, Hoy Core got one more game still to play, so they, they could end up on 36. Um Ilves have had a challenging year. They've won ten, lost nine of their of their twenty two games, and and sort of party ways with their with their manager as well. Yeah, but they're unbeaten in five. So I think I mean they they the, the, the if I if I was to put them in a word, it's just basic. So they've they've basically just gone back to like let's just keep everything tight and try to hit on the break. And and they do that very well. Um, they've they've sort of steadied the ship in a sense, but I don't Stead, know. Steadied it just in time to get into the into the sort of champions series, and and maybe are playing well enough to be a nuisance to the teams above them. That's it. It's 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 the recent mm. form that's got them into that into that position. Like like Mark said, you know they um they've they focused on keeping it tight. I mean, out of those five games that they haven't lost, I think three of them they won one nil. So, um, so yeah, they've they, they it, like he said, gone back to basics. I, um, I, I don't see them causing too much trouble for the teams above them, but but you know, it's it's they've got to say mission accomplished after the sort of after the start they had that sort of or the mid the 
the midway point that they was having that that made them make that decision to get rid of old Yarko. You know, it's um, and then they've they've sort of pulled it out of the bag in the last five games and got the results they needed to finish in the top half. They've lost some players too. Um, Bertinen's gone to Scotland. Murmur's gone to Lecce, I think it was. Aspergren's gone. Um, and they, they lost players in the last season as well. So th- there's a lot of change going on. And, and Carlio is the manager now. Uh, what was his nickname? Was it Bone Crusher or something when he was a player? Something yes. like that. Um, yeah, Fulham icon. But uh, yeah, he's, he's gone there. And I think, you know, hopefully with, with a decent uh pre-season under his belt and i mean they've they've got they've always had or certainly last few years have had young players coming through who go on to do better things i'm not going to call them a selling club but they are a conveyor belt for for players so you know fingers crossed if they can get things solid and there were from what i've read some issues behind the scenes when when this was in charge around money and a bit of motivation maybe it'd almost been there a little bit too long but uh I don't know. It's one of those that could go either way, but recent form suggests they did the right thing. In seventh, one place below Ilves, slap bang in the middle of the table is FC Lahti. Point proved. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can we just agree that the word is predictable and then move on? Mid, mid-table <laughs> mediocrity. There they um, are. Christ. Sorry to any Lafty fans. We don't have very much. We don't have any. We're, not, we're not. We're not sorry. Stop defi- Stop defacing the statues Just and do, do something. something. In, do something. Anything interesting. <laughs> Look at us, you call. You know what I mean? <laughs> Up at the top, down at the bottom, sacking managers for fun. Twitter storms. Bit of you know, bit of life. <laughs> Come on, Lafty. Okay then. In eighth place is Honka. Moving on. Um, obviously, we're getting down towards the bottom now. Of teams that haven't had the the best of. The best of seasons. Honka finished eighth on twenty six points. Um, they're messy. It's a messy mm. team. They're all they're sort of all over the place. They 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 um they can't string two wins together. When you watch them play, either everything clicks and and they look brilliant, or most of the time they can't also can't string two passes together. So it's a it's um. It's quite strange because I, I thought Honka would be pretty well equipped this season. I thought they'd be up at the top, sort of knocking uh, roughly where Inter are now, but they just haven't been able to put anything together in terms of consistency this season. They came I mean, in was third last year, weren't they? Was it third? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they'd be cracking on this year, but mm. they just sort of fell away. I mean, obviously, obviously, they're they're a massive name in in Finnish football, and um, and as the boys said, like last season wasn't too bad, but. Prior to that, their recent history hasn't been fantastic, has it? You know, so I mean, um, yeah, they're, they're 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 pretty much obviously we've got some games to go, but the the points tally at the moment, I don't think they'll be panicking too much about about finishing down the bottom. No, but it's a strange situation. I mean, they in terms of their kind of recruitment structure, they were almost buying to sell um, this year. They had Juan Allegria who scored two goals in 10 games. I think both of them came in one game. He went off to Rangers for a decent fee. They had Nicholas, forgive my pronunciation, Puhutia. Um, they signed him from uh, TPS for a reasonable fee. Then, then they've sold him to Bologna for, I think it's up to a million euros. Um, and that 
it's strange because they've got all this stuff going. It's almost like they're trying to make themselves break even or or financially viable by by transactions and stuff. But yeah, it's not a bad a way big... to run a football club as long well, as you is. keep it, the players long enough to yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and off the pitch as well, they're really struggling getting good good attendances in as well. I mean, they're they're struggling to break a thousand mm-hmm. in the, for some of their home games. And I know again, they're on the pitch they're not doing too well. But um, I mean, yeah, there's there's some issues there. I mean, they're obviously doing enough, but coming third and then bottom half the year after, it's it just it seems a little bit inconsistent again. In ninth is Maryham in with 23 points and a team that won the league four or five years ago. Okay, that's quite a long time in football. There's lots of changes go on there, but they've um, won seven, lost 13 of their of their 22 games, um, struggling to score goals as well, as, as many of the teams down the bottom are. So, you know, from nine to yeah. down to 12th. If I could sum them up, it wouldn't be in a word. It would be in one player, which is Vahid Hambo, a guy that I've been waiting for how many, maybe a decade for, to, for him to be amazing. And last weekend, he bagged a hat trick and looked yeah. like a world beater. But he's nine played minutes. Th- yeah, for nine <laughs> minutes. I think he's played. I think he's played fifteen times, and that was his, those those three were his f- like second, third, and fourth goals of the season. That that's all he scored. So it's, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I like them, I, and I like Hambo, but they, they. I mean, there were a lot of issues. I mean, the, the manager there was a dead duck for months mm. uh, before he walked, uh, before he was sacked. Um, the, I mean, he he re, he was riling the fans up, um, and and bear in mind, this is a very small club in a very small archipelago, you know, tiny little place. And he seemed to get the whole community turned against him, which is... He know, united he, he, them. He has, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, and as soon as he went, it was like, ding dong, he's gone. And uh, I think they won their first game. So, I mean, their form has improved massively since he's gone, yeah. uh, which says a lot because they're now ninth. But um, yeah, again, hopefully for them, that change hasn't come too late. Because again, for in our kind of Nostradamus world, after two games, they I think they won and scored five or six goals and we were saying look at them this season they're going to do really well mm. and after that they didn't score for about 800 minutes um <laughs> so and that was here when the colleague and listener to the show johan gave us a few beers didn't he so uh, <laughs> we, we, maybe we gave it to the team but yeah they've um they, they've who knows i mean they're still down there and they'll still need to get a, a few points because hacker are looking improved as well only because they recently played Asikor and scored four goals. I mean, four goals for Hucker in 10th. That's a, that's almost, oh, it's 20% of their goals for the whole season in one in one game that I watched and wish take, I could erase from my memory. Take notes, Lahti. See? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just something. Yeah. It's never dull. It's never dull at the Oma SP. And the, I mean, that's... That's a uh, that's another huge name in Finnish football, isn't it? You know, FC Hakka. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, they just the 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 history and the stature of that club. They deserve to be doing a little bit better than they are. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a bit of a what's that one one six lost twelve. So mm. uh, yeah, it's not been not been fantastic. 
And 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 just that away game for Asikura Haka the other week, you know, obviously for them, great four goals. Uh, friend of the show, <laughs> Julian, uh, drove down there and managed to pick himself up a nice, juicy speeding ticket on the way home as well. <laughs> At least um, I've got three points. And, and he's another, and he's another <laughs> one who's new. Who's, that's right. Yeah, that was the only three points coming back to say New York that night. And uh, he's another one whose uh, quest for a new TV has just been slightly delayed by a month or two. So, uh, true story. Okay, in in eleventh is AC Olu. Now, there's been a bit of drama going on around Olu recently. Obviously, mid season they brought in five players and they they sort of pushed their way pushed their way up the table. But they they had one or two points at that time. They're now on eighteen and they've got a chance of staying up if they can if they can keep that form going and and sort of catch Hucker or or Mariham. And of course they're in the they're, they're probably safe in that playoff position to play the team that finishes second in in the division below Ukkenham. But what's been going on there? You you guys were sharing some sort of tweets and and whatever, but what, what's been happening there recently? Yeah they um they sort of there were some accusations of them the players not trying or or oh, yeah, some some outside noises saying that they wasn't putting the the right effort in. Um, the the manager was getting all sorts of all sorts of aggro. I think has he has he gone already, or he's it's confirmed? Yeah. That he's going? So um, he left early on. I think it was Saturday. He resigned, and it turned. I mean, he was out of contract at the end of the season anyway, and um, <clears throat> the news suggested that he was basically told to jump or be pushed. Um, and there was noise. I think it's Ricardo Duarte, who's the coach of Nistan, who are doing okay in the Ukanen, is going to replace him for next season. But um, yeah, he, I think he was on his way out anyway. But he's he's gone with a a payoff rather than the boot. So. Um, and then in final position, twelfth. Eight points from twenty-two games is Gordepe, and they seem Rubbish. to be. They, they seem to be, well, they're doomed, aren't they? They're 10 points from even the playoff place and they've got five games five games left. So, you know, yeah. they might just break into double figures at this at this rate. Well, they're on their third manager now of the season um, and they've been absolutely dreadful. Um, that's that's my word. Yeah, I think that's, I think dreadful is probably the, is probably the right, the right word to end it there. And that's, that's our Bakehouse League. Teams, got, I reckon I, I do have a I do have a belated stat for you because okay. you asked you asked before is it is it a low scoring season? Oh, go on, yeah, right. And last season, uh, when Rops went down, only Rops out of the whole team scored less than a goal a game. Okay. At this stage of the season, same same time when last season was was ended, there's four teams that have scored okay. less than a goal a game. Yeah, so it is it is a low. I think also at the top, like Hoyuko, oh, don't get close to scoring two a game. I think no, uh, no. so. I think so. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it is a we're we're in a bit of a dry season in the in the yeah. Finnish football. There's some goals coming next year. Um, I've, we've we've mentioned Hoyiko Helsinki playing in in Europe. There's not really that much to say yet. They played their first game. They lost two 0 at home to Lask. Um, the next next game comes tomorrow away to. Alaska. 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 Yeah, I can't read it on, the, on my screen. Sorry. Um, and if you if you look at the show notes, you'll see wherever you're watching or listening, there's a link to the the show notes. And I've I've just done a, a, a clip a clipping of all their 
all the fixtures for that group and they're in uh, in Group A in the Europa um, Conference League. One thing, just we were talking a little bit about Ukenen. Um, I did mention at the weekend that um, TPS, um, they signed Kasper Hammerleinen uh, during the mid-season um, and they were having a really bad season up until he signed. They had won two of their first 10 games. They hadn't won a home. None of them were at home. Uh, when he signed, he's played 13 games. They've won 10 and drawn two. They're now top. And at one point they were in the bottom two, maybe certainly bottom three. And uh, yeah, he's coming. They're now top of the, and I mean, it's, it's them. So they'll, whichever division they're in, they play in the playoff, whether it's to go up or stay down. I think they've played in either five of the last six or six of the last seven. Um, so they, I mean, it's, they're certs to be in there, aren't they? Because Rops lost at home, which is surprising at the weekend. Also, Tepsi, Teps, and Olu. Tepsi Olu is kind of a, it's, just, it's not exactly a derby. It's not the it's not the biggest rivalry, but it, but uh, it's always a tasty, tasty fixture. I've got a funny feeling that it'll be Olu, Olu Teps for the for the playoff position. And if we drop down one level lower, Asikor Academy won their Kukkunen division. They'll be back in Ukkunen again next year. So. Um, yeah, are they a bit of a yo-yo because they yeah they went down. Is this the first time they've gone up and come back? Uh, yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, I think that season that season where they where they finished bottom was quite was quite tough. You know, there it yeah. is it is young. There are young players in there, it's and a big gap as well. Yeah, and and playing against you know young players that had come up from Kukkonen, playing against some teams that had just dropped down from the the Vakas League, that's a big that's a big difference. And I think there was there was the transition of new manager coming in and young players coming into the first team squad. So I think they were a little bit depleted that season. This year they've had Tero Mantula and uh, and also Mehmet Hetemai playing for the academy in Kukkonen. So you know they've had some oomph behind them but it's, it's yeah. good but Hoyko I found that this year their, their second team is in I think their bottom or second bottom of Ukenen and they've oh, okay. um, they've had a couple of hidings I mean they've got some really really good young players there but they they seem to struggle against the kind of experience and that now so I mean they're you know they're, I mean they've, they're Hoyko they've got the players at, at that age but they're not the seasoned professionals and they do have a couple I think Chris James, who was at Cups for quite a while and was a New Zealand international, he's he's on their bench quite regularly. I don't know if he's on the coaching staff there or something, but yeah, he's he's there. And some of their players, like is it Tenho, is there and Olasanya, you know, they they are putting the players there. But there is a big gap. I mean, you're talking Kakanen is regional and Ukenen is is a national division. It's um it's a big step. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, there's the final whistle for the end of the show, but we've got our following feature. And Rich, this was your suggestion. Now, I'm looking at the at the Twitter page now and you can you can pronounce this and explain who they are. Um yeah so obviously with the looking ahead to the uh, the, the upcoming Finland game there's a uh, podcast oh, a website podcast uh, Zoya Londonsk um they are I suppose our equip our Ukrainian counterparts i guess they do the the ukraine football show podcast and uh, they do all the bits about ukrainian clubs in in europe and, and international football and yes i'll be speaking to them ahead of the the finland ukraine game uh, it's on their episode that'll be out 
in a few days. And yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting because in the European competition, Finnish and Ukrainian clubs have played each other a fair bit in the last couple of years as well. So it's been interesting. And this seems to be, I think, Lucas Rangel, when he left Cups, went to the team that Cups had knocked out in the previous round in that sort of infamous European scouting system. Um, but yeah, no, so they're, and they're, they're, yeah, so we'll be speaking to them. And again, if if your Ukrainian isn't up to scratch, then uh, if you want to get some some snippets ahead of the game in 10 days or so time, then uh, yeah, follow them. Very good. I'll put the link in the in the show notes there. So that's all that's all done. Um, and that's it. So, listener, thanks for joining us. Remember to follow our Facebook page for content coming directly from us, our podcasts and blogs. You'll also find a link there to our Facebook group and you can join in with the conversation, start a conversation even better. Um, we've mentioned it before, Keke's fantastic Instagram page where you'll get score updates and, and news from Finns performing around the world and also from Vekas Liga and the, and the Women's Counseling Liga as well. And then the YouTube channel where you'll find this video and all our previous episodes as well. Um, I'm just going to say to Rich, Rich, you've uh, got another little side hustle going on. Would you like to tell people about that? Uh, is this the other podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, some of you, I, I don't know if you listened, I, I, I was doing a podcast about 80s movies, which I, I haven't done for about six months now. But um, yeah, a friend of mine, Catcher and I, we, we've done a slight, detour from that so we've done 10 episodes about different films but we're talking about relationships in films so uh, obviously with the new bond film on the horizon we've talked about a bond film but we've talked about him being a, a pest and a shagger and a philanderer and actually getting smitten for someone it's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun it's nice to to bother the the uk charts for something that isn't controversial like the time i slagged off octopussy and became public enemy number one <laughs> so, so yeah so cool don't you want me okay good stuff good good luck with it um it's actually next in my in my playlist so when the the latest episode of we didn't start the fire finishes then uh which is which is a podcast going through all the people mentioned in billy joel's number one hit from the 80s and it's it's terrific um, you're next in my okay. list after that so i'll, I'll oh, give you my, my review directly to your inbox whether you want oh, it or geez. not um always welcome <laughs> and and you can follow one of, or all of us on on twitter i am at explore finland uh rich where are you i'm at escape to swarmy uh keke i'm at keke Mulleri. and mark at fc swarmy that's it thanks for thanks for watching until next episode <laughs> sorry keke's got something to say yeah no just um as i mentioned earlier um we uh, we went off to see um, the Spurs women play and um, had a nice little nice little chat with uh, Helmerich goalkeeper Tinja Rika Korpela. So um, watch this space. I'm hoping to uh, pin her down for an interview soon. So um, yeah, in your podcast player or in your um, in your in the YouTube channel, hopefully you'll see uh, you'll see that interview coming soon. And um, yeah, just another little shout out. We got some nice some nice feedback from from Rasmus Schuller. So he's, he's been listening to the show and he's, uh, he give us a little nod and said, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for all we're doing to raise the profile for Finnish football. So um, thanks to you for that nice feedback, Rasmus.
until next episode listener thanks for thanks for joining us see you again soon bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.